looking live at one of the grandest venues in American sport, the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. So much hype has been heaped on this college football game, Dan, I'm beginning to have a hard time swallowing. All the band is out on the field! He's going to go into the end zone! He's going to go out of bounds! He's going for the corner! He's got it! Woo! What a hit! Denzel Ward! You got barbecue back there? And you didn't invite me? Welcome to the First and Him Podcast. Let's talk that football. Wow, are we back. Week one, that feels so good coming off the tongue. I'll tell you what, we got a nice 75-degree day in Charlotte today. A little fall crisp in the air. Uh, we, got, we got football on this weekend. Huge slate. Um, biggest game of mine and Connor's life. Um, I'm, I'm fired up. We got a huge episode for you guys today. Uh, welcome, welcome to this I, I can't even get to the intro because I'm so excited. Welcome to this week's First and Him, by, uh, hosted by myself, Hudson, and my co-host, Connor. Um, today, we, we got a busy episode. Um, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be starting out. Um, we're, me and Connor are going to release the rest of our top eight. Um, we'll go through our college football playoff predictions. We are then going to talk through kind of our, our top, our favorite games of the week, just a little, a little discussion. I, I'm sure you guys have a decent idea what, um, what, what we'll be talking about there. Um, and then we're going to talk. We're going to we'll have Teddy's section on. Um, we'll have our first guest picker on this week, which we're super excited about. And then we're going to toss out our, our week one best bets. Um, so a lot of a lot to cover tonight. Um, I'm fired up. I know Connor's fired up. And 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 we got week one. We got a slate. I've been staring at it all day. There's not there's nothing like it. Yeah, you could have said it uh, better yourself there with the uh, the fall crisp in the air. It was cool this morning, nice 80 degrees here in Cary, uh, just beautiful. But, I mean, ultimately, this is a great slate. I mean, the games are going to be good. Week zero, kind of disappointed. Uh, just not what we wanted to see, but week one, yeah. it's here. Re- finally. Realistically, I, I cannot wait. Yeah, week zero was about as good as Navy's defense last week. So, so not, not uh, made Sam Hartman look like a Heisman quarterback, so. Um, yeah, I mean, we got we got tons of games tonight too. I mean, UConn, NC State, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Utah, Florida, so I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah. So so with that, let, let's get into it because we got a busy episode. We know uh, you guys got places to be, got football to watch. Um, so let's let's get our picks out and let, let's start, Connor. Let's just uh, release the rest of our top eight. Um, we can kind of whiz through these. Um, two of these teams are gonna be playing this weekend. We we're we're gonna talk about that later with our guest picker um, for this week. Um, and then, and then we can kind of just get through it. So if you, you want to give uh kind of eight, eight through five, and then I'll, I'll go four, two, and then we can, we can talk about the rest from there. Four, three, yeah, and then yeah. two and one. Definitely. Yeah. We, at eight, we have the, uh, we have USC coming in at eight, uh, you know, Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley, high powered offense. Their defense looked atrocious last week. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, did. Let's, let's also talk. There's a preseason ranking. We've not updated based on week zero. Um, we're trying to keep this two preseason. After that performance last week, I don't know what you think, Connor. Yeah, but, I got uh, some opinions. That defense, I'll tell you right now, that's not winning the Pac-12. Uh, that, no. that looked very bad. 
Absolutely Maybe San not. Jose State's good, but I, I don't know. Uh, they, <laughs> they got my they got my Beavers this week, so we'll see. Yeah, uh, big one. Coming in at seven, we got the uh, LSU Tigers. Uh, it's my national champion, uh, but I, I I think LSU well deserved seventh uh, rating here. Uh, we got Penn State coming at six. I think Penn State's gonna have a good team this year. Great rushing attack, uh, but we'll see ultimately if they can win the big ones. That's where they struggle each year with Michigan, and Ohio State, uh, and then at five we got the Knowles, Florida State. Uh, and they, they do start the season with LSU. So the rankings definitely going to shuffle by the end of next week. Yeah, absolutely. And there's been a lot of kind of mix-ups between um, five and seven here, really Florida State, LSU, whoever you want to rank higher. Um, we, our, our kind of sentiment was, hey, Florida State won the game last year. They, they kind of have equal hype, honestly, coming into this week, um, this year. So, so we, we give Florida State the nod. But, again, this one will be settled very early on in the season. So we're, we're very excited for that non-con game early. Um, and then getting to our top four, um, we have Ohio at four. Um, a little bit of quarterback questions, but but you know they're they're going to be good. Um, as much as it pains me to say it, their 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 floor is ten wins. Um, they they really they they're they're going to be solid. I mean Notre Dame looked tough. Um, I will say that maybe tougher than some people might have expected, but I think Navy was pretty bad. Um, so that's got, game oh, circle though for Ohio yeah, State. No, that's that, yeah on the road. That's going to be a tough game. That's that one maybe that didn't look as tough. Um, early on, um, it might be a little more difficult now. Um, so that's that's going to be an exciting game, um, week four. Um, coming in at three, we got uh, Ohio, uh, we got Alabama. Um, we know what we're getting with Alabama. Um, good year in year out, um, solid. They're gonna they're gonna contend for the SEC and then eventually a national championship. Um, deserving coming in at three. Um, at two, we're gonna have my Michigan Wolverines um, returning a ton. Um, have a pretty pretty easy schedule if we're being honest, um, and similarly to to the the number one spot, um, Georgia, the two time reigning national champions, um, they're they're going to check in at number one in our preseason poll. Um, so that that concludes the top twenty five. Um, we we kind of see some some big shakeups here early on with some of these big non con games, um, but but again, Georgia deserving the top spot, um, followed by Michigan, Bama, Ohio State, and Florida State round out our top five. So that's our preseason top twenty five. Um, we're excited. We'll, we'll try to update this every week, depending on uh, on our graphics team. Um, we've been we've been leaning on him a little bit, um, so we'll, we'll see if we can uh, if we can get it done. But either way, that's our preseason top twenty-five. And uh, Connor, you want to lead us off with uh, college football playoff predictions? Yeah, absolutely. I'll go ahead and get into my college football predictions. At four, I have Washington. Uh, I think Michael Penix is going to be have a great year. Uh, I do think they can do well in the Pac-12. I don't have them as my Pac-12 champion, but uh, I'm kind of sprinkling Oregon State there, and then I'm taking Washington to be in the college football playoff. That's uh, that's and- that's interesting. Just just you you see a non and, and and not to poke a hole in that, but but how does what's Washington's path if they're not winning the if they're not winning the Pac-12 there? There is, is it, is it, but that, it's a, it's a, I liked both of them and I'm taking yeah. them in both places. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, 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 no. I get it. I, I was just, I was just wondering, is it a 12 and 0 regular season? They lose the PAC 12 championship. Is that because that, that. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that's pretty much what they'd have to do. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what I'm saying. So that's, that's the path then. Because if, I mean, they, they get Oregon state two weeks before the end of the season. So, I mean, yeah. they could be undefeated up to that point beat Oregon State, and then see Oregon State again. Who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, But yeah, I like absolutely. both those teams coming out of the Pac-12, and I like it even more after what I just saw USC uh, do last week on defense. So, absolutely. Uh, I, I have LSU at three. 
Um, I think they're going to beat Bama this year, which is kind of why I have them here. Uh, but I, I really do like LSU a lot. Uh, so they're coming in at three. I have Michigan at two. Uh, I, I think Michigan's going to win the Big Ten again. Uh, I just don't see Ohio State duking them out. I did bet Penn State to win that. I love the juice on that. Uh, but I have Michigan once again in the playoff, same situation with Washington. Uh, and then I have Georgia at the number one seed. It's it's Georgia football, and, and they kind of run the SEC right now. I hate it. I really do hate it. But uh, until I can see Bama or another team step up, it's just it, it's going to be Georgia coming out of the SEC. Um, and the national championship, I have Michigan and LSU duking it out. Uh, and I have LSU as the national champion. I like Jaden uh, Daniels, and I really like Brian Kelly this year to get it done. Uh, he, he, he loves the regular season, but I think this is the year where he pulls it off and they crown him national champion. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, don't agree with that, but that's, that's the great part about this podcast. We don't have to agree. Um, so my, my college football playoff, um, you guys can guess my number one team. Uh, Michigan's been checking in at number one. Um, I think they go undefeated regular season. I don't think the I think their toughest game this year is at Penn State. I think they get a, I think they get by um, thirteen and zero regular season Big Twelve champion Big Ten champion um, for the third straight year. Um, coming in at number two, I got my SEC champion Alabama. Um, I think Bama is going to be Georgia in the SEC championship. Um, I think Bama kind of Bama honestly feels like they have a chip on their shoulder and maybe even slightly underrated this year. Um, so we'll, we'll see with that. But but I like Bama checking in at number two. Um, number three, I gave this out in the ACC preview. Um, my ACC champion is going to be Florida State. Um, I got Florida State facing off against Bama in the uh, potential. I don't know what the other playoff game is. I know it's the Rose Bowl, and I don't. I can't think of the other one. Uh, Michigan will definitely take the Rose Bowl. Um, and then coming in at four, I have Georgia. Um, again, like Connor said, I think I don't see them losing in the regular season. Um, I think Bama is going to get the best from the SEC championship. Um, but I think a 12 and one Georgia as a two-time national champion is going to edge out some of those other one-loss teams. Um, so I got Georgia checking in at the number four spot. They got um, a good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, similar to Michigan again. Like I, I, I'm a Michigan fan. I'm not. I'm not here to 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 credit the scheduling. I mean, scheduling is it is what it is. They have an easy schedule. I don't blame them. I'm happy they do. Um, but but I think both those teams um, have, have go through the regular season relatively unscathed. Um, my national championship is going to be Michigan, Florida State, two teams I've been super high on this year. Um, and then my na- national championship, completely unbiased pick, is going to be Michigan. Um, I, I think they, they – this feels like the year. They have the quarterback. They have the pieces. They return both coordinators. Harbaugh, massive chip on his shoulder after bullshit suspension. Um, so I think Harbaugh comes back for Big 12 – Big 10. I don't know why I keep saying Big 12. Big 10 play um, to, with, with a little bit of chip on his shoulder. And I think this Michigan team – um, I think it's it's feeling a little bit like 1997. Um, so I got Michigan as my national champion. Yeah, do you think? I mean, if if y'all don't pull it off this year, is is what do you think about Harbaugh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Is it kind of um, make or break with them this year? I mean, I, I do I do think there's some natty or bust type of sentiment this year at Ann Arbor. Um, I don't think I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I I don't really want to think about it. I want to enjoy this season. Um, I, I think we this this is the best team that Michigan's had in a really, really long time. Um, I'm excited to watch them. Um, I don't want to get into the hardball antics just yet. Um, we, we'll, we'll save that for the offseason. We have nothing else to talk about. And the beat writers start talking about how uh, Harbaugh's leaving. So um, we'll yeah, leave I mean, that. But... Your, run, your running game alone, I mean, that, that should get you excited. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're loaded at every position. Um, I, I think this team's going to put up some numbers this year. Um, it it should, should, be a, should be a fun season. So Michigan's been my national champion. Um, but, but 
let's let's kind of put the preseason um all the theoretical to bed and let's let's really talk about some some uh regular season games we're finally here we finally got week one full slate um a ton of games we'll start out on thursday night with probably the biggest uh certainly the biggest thursday night game one of the bigger games of the weekend um florida at utah i think the spread is down to four and a half now um it it was at eight earlier this week cam rising announced out um so I'll, i'll let you start on this one connor but this is definitely one i'll be tuned into thursday night yeah this uh Utah fans are crazy. I mean, they are loud. Uh, Rice Eccles Stadium is going to be bouncing. It's a tough place to play. Um, they're very. I think this is kind of a revenge spot for them as well. Florida beat them last year. I knew. I knew they weren't very happy about that. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think Utah is going to get this done. I'm very excited to see what their third string quarterback does. Um, it, I'm not taking it based off the quarterback alone. Uh, I'm taking it more so just because I think Utah is better on the offensive fronts, the, the O-line and the D-line. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for this game. It's going to be good. It's going to be very sloppy at times, but I do think uh, Utah is going to be able to pull us out by more than a touchdown. Yeah, I do think – I think the over-under at this game is 44-and-a-half, 45. Um, so, so they're, they're expecting a low-scoring game. And, and like Connor said, I mean, I think Utah is certainly a tough place to play. Um, Michigan went out there, I don't remember, 20, maybe 2018, 2017. Um, they, they lost. Um, it, it, it's a tough place to go, but but I, I think Cam rising out is is pretty significant. Um, he he's the heart and soul of that team. Um, not only is he a good player, but but again, I think I think he means more to that team than than just kind of their quarterback. Um, I, I and I think I think they might struggle a little bit without him. Um, they lose they lose a good amount, and and Utah last year we we we've we've come to know about Utah as they're they're trying to physically impose their will. Um, they didn't really do that last year. Um, they, I mean, they, they won some games. They won the Pac-12. Um, but is physically imposing your will against USC's defense really imposing your will? Um, we did see them get banged around a little more. Um, I, I do like Florida in this spot. Um, I think Graham Mertz is, is a serviceable quarterback. Um, I think they're going to have a good run game. And, look, I, I think Florida's defense is way more athletic than they're getting credit for. And, and again, this is partially because I live with a Florida roommate. But – I, they're recruiting guys down there, and, and these these Napier's done a good job. I think at some point these athletes are going to come kind of together and and be a cohesive unit. Um, I think with a backup quarterback, um, I like Florida in this spot, and I actually think Florida's going to win outright. So um, it, it'll be a good game. Um, it's going to be a great environment. It always is a night game in Utah. Um, I really wanted to go with with my roommate to this one, uh, but but just logistics didn't really work out um, as we kind of have a, a packed weekend already. But I'm super excited. I'm excited to see what, what they have in Mertz. Um, I'm excited to see what that offense looks like. Um, ETN's a very good running back. He, he was a big reason they won last year. And I, I think if, if this game can stay in a low-scoring kind of slop fest, um, I, I actually like Florida to cover and, and potentially win this game outright. So, so I'm, I'm excited for this one. Um, should, should be a good one. It's, uh, it, it, honestly, it sucks the Cam Risings out. Um, you, you, again. It does. They're, well, they're, they're starting tight end. Brant yeah. Keith or whatever, he's out as well, and he was all conference last year, and they lost. Yeah, he, that uh, was that was the guy who had. Yeah, Kincaid. Well, the the other well, guy he got had, drafted, right? Yeah, no, 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 Kincaid. I'm saying the other uh, tight end. He was the guy who had like 17 catches last year against USC, right? Or was that Kincaid? I could have been either one of them. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Like, one of the tight ends went are, off. Both of them were beasts. I mean, they're both yeah. very good. They did add a bunch of receivers in the transfer portal, though. So yeah, we'll, so, I mean, we'll, we'll see how the offense. 
does. I mean, the defense is returning nine starters, though. Yeah, yeah, no, so they're, sloppy they're good. game. I think plays to the advantage of Utah in this one. Yeah, we'll see. I, I just think Florida's speed and their athleticism is is going to outmatch, and I think it's going to be a tough matchup for for Utah, similar to how it was last year, where Florida was outmatched. Um, but but again, speed speed wins um, in modern college football. I think speed on offense and defense is going to be the difference. Um, and I actually like Florida in a low scoring game here. Um, so moving moving to the Saturday slate. Um, the, the big one that me and Connor have, have really started this podcast for, um, ECU's traveling up to Michigan. Um, I, I can start on this one. Um, yeah, go take it away. I, I, I think, honestly, this is going to be a bloodbath. Um, I'm excited for ECU fans to get to experience the big house, and it's, it's kind of a nice uh, – they'll collect their $1.8 million check, and Michigan's band will play their fight song, and they'll have a fun time. Um, but but I, don't, I don't think ECU can match up with, with Michigan. Um, they're they're – their front seven on defense um, is going to create havoc. It's going to be loud. It's a maze out. Um, and, and then on offense, they're the two best running backs in the country. Um, they, they have an elite offensive line. I don't really see how ECU can get any stops. Um, I think maybe they can maybe they can score at the end of the game when the twos and threes are in. Um, but I, I think this game is out of reach by halftime. Um, Connor's going to wildly disagree with me on this. Uh, we're, we're not going to agree on this one. But but I just I just think the the physicality uh, paired with the speed, paired with the talent, paired with the home field advantage. I, I just think it's going to and and again, there's a 36 point spread. Let's <laughs> ECU is not winning this game, um, but but I, I don't honestly I don't really see how ECU is going to get any stops, and I don't know how ECU is going to score. Um, I think they might get a garbage time touchdown, maybe a field goal, but I see this being pretty similar to. Uh, how the UConn game went last year where Michigan rolled um, 159-0 at home. So so I like Michigan big um, on Saturday. Yeah, I, I, I really think you're wrong here. 36 points is a ton of points. ECU's not small. Like our guys, we have a 6'7 uh, right tackle. He's 315. Our guy on the left side, he's 6'5", two, or 320, I think. I mean, we have big guys. It's not like we're gonna get pushed around. Um, oh, see, see, that's that's where I that's where I very much disagree. I think they are gonna get pushed. Just because you're big doesn't mean you play big. Our 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 entire defensive line is returning. I think we're fine on the defensive line. It's gonna be if Michigan's gonna beat us, they're exposing us in the secondary. I, I mean, it, the bottom line is we can stop the run. We do have the talent to do that. Um, Blake Corum, he's a different story. Or how do you say his last name? Corum. Corum. He's yeah. a different story. He's one of the best running backs in the country. It's going to be tough to slow him down, but I do think we're going to be able to do it. And ultimately, I do think we're going to be able to stop Michigan. Um, I think we cover the spread. I, I'm predicting ECU is probably going to win on a field goal, last second field goal. Um, <laughs> bias aside, hard aside, I think it's 41-17 type of game. Um, but I do think ECU is going to be able to score. Uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick, our offensive coordinator in the press conference last night, he did flirt with the idea of playing three quarterbacks. I think that's absolutely silly. I don't think we're going to do it. I think Mason Garcia is our guy. Uh, I know Alex Flynn had a good camp, but I, I think Mason Garcia is our guy. Um, someone to look out for. He just earned a scholarship back in, uh, I think, the midway through August. Jahari Patterson. Uh, apparently, he had an incredible camp. He looks to be the part. So, it's going to be interesting to see who steps up. We lost a ton of production with Keaton Mitchell, who just made the Ravens. Um, but Raji, yeah, Harris good, good for be, him. That's that's sweet. Yeah, that's, he's a burner. All the uh, all the Ravens, like the flock Ravens accounts on Twitter, they're all so happy for Keaton Mitchell just because he's an absolute burner. Um, yeah, and good for him. You put you put him and Lamar in a backfield. That's gonna be tough. 
But mm-hmm. uh, that, that aside, Raji Harris is back from ACL. Uh, and Steven Igeo, who's kind of like our ECU insider, he said that he doesn't even look like he tore his ACL, which is very good news. Uh, he's running great in camp. Uh, and we, we got Marlon Gunn as well. He, he looked good as a, a sophomore last year, or a freshman last year. Um, and and Jalen Johnson on the outside, he's a transfer in from Georgia. He looked good last year. He's going to have to really take a step up. We lost a ton of production at receiver. Um, but ultimately, I, I do think we're going to be fine moving the ball. Um, I, I do think we can easily score. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I, I predict, like I said, 41 to 17, I'd be happy. You know, I'd, be, I'd have a confident outlook on the rest of the East Carolina season. But, yeah, uh, and I think you got to take this one with a grain of salt. Um, I think we both agree. We have Michigan in our college football playoff, both of us. They're my national champion. Um, these, these teams are, are on slightly different trajectories here. Um, they, Michigan is a, is a legit national championship contender. Um, and, and honestly, like, I, I, I don't think this game is close. If ECU covered the spread, I can't say I'd, I'd be that surprised. Just, just because Michigan's not, Michigan's not pulling some, some – they're running very vanilla plays. We're without Sharon Moore, without Harbaugh. Um, uh, we're not, we're not running double reverses here. It's, it's going to be a lot of kind of very vanilla. Um, just, we're just physically better than you type of game. Um, I think they'll throw the ball around the yard. I don't think JJ McCarthy is going to play the second half. Um, keep him healthy, keep him, um, away. Um, don't, don't get rolled up on it on a bullshit play when you're up 35 points. Um, so, so we'll see, like you said, if it was 41, 17, I, I can't say I'd be entirely surprised, but I, I would be, I, I just don't see this one being close. So the good news yeah, is we get to watch the game. Um, I'm excited, even though it's on Peacock, which is a joke. Um, but that, I'm excited really to sucks. watch the game. Yeah, like like I said, it's a cool experience for ECU fans. Um, hopefully, a lot of the ECU fans that listen here are, are getting up to Ann Arbor because it is it is a great game day uh, environment. So we'll we'll see. I, I think it's it's not going to be very close. But but again, I guess I guess a 41-17 win for Michigan is a win in ECU's book. And, and I think, I think it has to be, I think you got to know what you're dealing with here. Um, so, so I'm excited yeah. for the game um, and, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's going to be, I mean, if we win the coin toss, I, I want to, do you want to take the ball? Do you want to take, take the, ball? the ball? I want to take the ball. I, my, my biggest fear in these games is when the better team and the team that's favored gets the ball first and then just goes on a long 15 play drive, just pounding you into the sand. And then, at the end of the drive, you're like the defense is like we don't stand a chance. If the okay, offense so would, can get out let there me, and, and move the ball a little bit, I, I like that better. But even if we kick it or have to punt, I'm still okay with that. I don't want to get pounded in the sand a minute into the game. That's not. Let what me I want. let me let me give you a hypothetical. You you get the ball, you get the ball first. You go three and out, two negative plays and a sack, or Michigan goes down and scores in five plays. Two negative plays and a sack. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think I think you let your defense have a chance. Um, I mean, if if Michigan came out and and first play was a seventy five yard touchdown, I I would be in shambles because I knew our <laughs> secondary was bad last year and I thought it couldn't get any worse. But then I might think it got worse. Well, I um, I would say I would say there's there's a I, I'm very certain the first play will be a run play and it'll be a uh, running back dive to Blake Corum, um, and I think it'll get minimum seven yards. Yeah, so, I got to keep an eye on for ECU. Jeremy Lewis, he's a stud at linebacker. I, he's very, very talented. He's been in the program since 2019. Um, I, I do think he's going to have an all-conference type season, so look for him to be flying around the defensive side yeah. of the ball for the Pirates. 
All right, well, let's let's keep this one moving. We're we're gonna agree to disagree. We're ne- we're never gonna get to it. Uh, we're just gonna keep bickering back and forth on this one. Let's just, let's let the game play, and then we can we can recap it on uh, Monday's pod. Um, next next game we'll talk about today. Going going to the three thirty games. Um, we got Boise at Washington. Um, this is a fun game. This is one of the better games in the slate. Um, a, a Boise definitely has a lot of hype after coming off the Mountain West last year, a Mountain West victory last year. Um, and Washington is among one of the more hyped teams in the country. So this should be a good one at 3.30. Um, definitely earn a TV spot, and I'll, I'll let you start with this one, Connor. Yeah, I'm fired up. I mean, this is two teams with a solid quarterback. Uh, I think it should be back and forth. I think it should be high scoring, too. Um, but I, I'm super excited for this. I, I have, I'm have i very high on Washington this year. I know we talked about uh, in our previews, but Michael Pinnock's only took four sacks last season. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see if he's able to replicate that uh, or the offensive line can replicate that this year. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm very excited for it. should be a good one. Uh, part of me wishes it was at the turf, but I'm happy to see this game at Washington. Yeah, no, there, there's nothing better than seeing a game uh, on the blue turf. Um, no we, we played – I played a uh, – we played a team in college um, at Bentley where, where they had blue turf. And, it. I mean, it's it, it messes with you. I'm not going to lie. It's it's an interesting – like, it, it – it's definitely an advantage when you're used to playing on it because it's it's just very different everything about it. Um, but definitely definitely excited for this game. Um, I really like Taylor Green coming back at quarterback. Um, he came in after three games last year, I believe. I think he started the final nine when uh, Bachmeyer got hurt. Um, yep. Who who was Bachmeyer was horrific last week. But beside the point, Taylor Green came in and really kind of changed this offense. Um, there were there were some kind of new excitement back at Boise. Um, he, he's a true dual threat. I think he's six, six, maybe he, he's tall. Um, and he could run. He's lanky. He can move. He's smooth. Um, they bring back George Halani at running back, um, who, who rushed for over a thousand yards last year. Um, I like what this Boise team has, and I agree with you. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Um, but I think Boise is going to run the ball effectively enough to keep this game close and potentially, potentially pull off an upset in the end. I don't think Washington loses this game at home, um, but I think this game is closer than a lot of people um, – bless you. I think this game Thanks. is closer than a lot of people want to want to realize. So, um, I'm yeah, very I excited think Taylor, for this game. Taylor Green is going to give him fits. I, I think that yeah, in itself yeah. will, will keep the cover. Rushing quarterbacks in college can always – they can almost cover a game by themselves just because they exactly. can they, so much. They're so explosive. And, and, and that's what you saw with Caleb Williams last week. I mean, he's not really a rushing quarterback, but he moves around in the pocket so well. He, he just and, – and, again, I'm, it's, I'm not comparing Taylor Green to Caleb Williams, but – but these running quarterbacks and the very mobile quarterbacks, they're, they're just so fun to watch. And like you said, I think they can keep any game close. Um, so, so I, I, I mean, I, I'm leaning towards Boise in this one um, at 14 and a half. But, but this is a game I'm just excited to watch. Um, I think there's a lot of hype around Washington. They have a great atmosphere. Great. Should be a great game day. Um, and, and I'm excited. So, so that'll be a good one. Um, and, and I'm excited for that game on, on Saturday at uh, 3.30. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I lean Boise as well. Um, I'm 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 pretty happy with that pick. So yeah, fourteen. All right, and then in the half, the yeah, half, that that's the hook. exactly the, hook the, ha- the hook. The hook is what you want, but the hook is also what they want you to want. So right. the the yeah, hook I'm, honestly I'm scares me a little bit it. more. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm a hook. I'm a I'm a I'm a loud. I don't even know the term for fish, but I was going to make some fish joke, but I don't know that, so I'm I'm going to keep going. Um, next game we'll talk about um, UNC USC. Um, I'll be going to this one on Saturday. Um, I can start with this one. Um, I, I'm, this is going to be an exciting game. Um, both, both 
fan bases are among the most obnoxious in the country. Um, but, but coming together as one might be a, a awesome atmosphere. Um, it, this game is going to be in Charlotte. Um, a lot of hype around both teams, especially the quarterback position. You got a great quarterback matchup with Caleb, uh, Jesus with, uh, Drake may and, uh, Spencer Rattler. So it's a good QB matchup. I think a lot of points here. Um, I- I'm excited to see how, uh, Beamer gets the boys fired up and kind of replaces a lot of what he's lost from last year. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. And, and I'm excited to see how the UNC defense looks because there's, there's, it was atrocious last year. We we've harped on this a lot in the, in the preseason. Um, but, but I'm excited to see that game and, and hopefully it's a high scoring, um, exciting game in Charlotte this weekend. It's going to tell us a lot about South Carolina, I think, more so than North Carolina. Uh, Beamer, you got to instill a culture at your school. They had a ton of guys leave. I don't know what it had to do with necessarily. Could be NIL. But, I mean, ultimately, if they come out flat in this one and, and lose big, I think that's a big downgrade to South Carolina. I could see their season really coming to a halt early. Um, it's not easy, obviously, to play in the SEC. So I think this game is the one for them where we're going to find a lot more about South Carolina than we are about North Carolina. We know North Carolina is going to have a good offense and their defense is going to suck. Uh, but yeah. South Carolina is one of those where, you know, I, they, I don't think they're going to do that well. But if they went eight and four this year, I don't think anyone would be shocked. Yeah, exactly. I, I think South Carolina has a lot of variability with. And I think, again, like you said, this, this game is big for both teams, um, just from the rest of the outlook of the season. Um, it, it both play, I mean, relatively tough schedules. Um, I think there's an important game that both teams really want. And honestly, both fan bases really want. There's a lot of shit talking involved in this one. Um, they, they want this matchup. They got it. Neutral site game, um, about equidistant, maybe slightly closer to, to South Carolina, but, but pretty, pretty neutrally located. Um, and I think, again, this, this is going to be an awesome game. It's the Saturday night ABC game. Um, college game day is here on Saturday, so I'm going to check that out. Um, I'm, I'm excited for that. And, and look, it's, it's going to be a fun game. Um, we're we're going to find out a lot about both teams. And, and who knows? Um, I, I could really see this game going either way. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how the UNC fans travel. Um, I know they, they claim to be basketball, 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 but are they going to show up for football? Um, yeah. That's kind of what I'm, I mean. I know their stadium. I've been to it there a few times for football games. It's pretty quiet. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see the noise levels, for, like, you know, because the stadium should be split. Um, theoretically, but we'll see. Um, yeah. I'm excited I, to watch this one on TV. It'll be, it'll be yeah. Good. If there's one to show up to for UNC fans, it's this one. So hopefully they they make it Should out be. and make it a great Should environment. Um, and then the last game we're going to talk about we're we're gonna we're gonna wait um to talk about the FSU LSU game. Um, we we know this is the biggest game of the week. Um, we got some good. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about this one in depth with Trav, um, who's our guest picker for this week. Um, but we'll 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 kind of wrap this section up uh, for the discussion this uh, right here. And then we're going to move to Teddy Tidsbit section. And then our first guest picker of the year, um, Travis. So with that, let's kick it to Teddy. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's Teddy Tidbits for week one. And I uh, couldn't be more fired up for, uh, for the slate we got coming up for us. And uh, so we're going to start off with our Thursday night here. Um, we're gonna start off with my Gators taking on Oklahoma on <laughs> Utah. Not Oklahoma, I'm thinking. Uh, we got them going against Utah. Uh, so the reason why I like uh, the Gators at plus four and a half, I'll take the points here. Is uh, Cam Rising is obviously questionable, and uh, that'll lead to Utah being uh, basically a run-heavy offense 
And uh, I think Florida's uh, improved front seven with the additions of Cam Jackson and Caleb Banks, who are now the starters, are going to combine for about 6'6", 300 pounds, both of them. I think it's really going to be a lot to move in the middle. And then you got edge rusher uh, Prince of uh coming off. He's the number one graded PFF, PFF edge rusher in the SEC returning this year. So I think we can maybe get contain the run game in our front seven and uh, – I like us to cover that four and a half points. It's going to be a really sloppy game. Uh, both teams are just going to be running the ball. I don't see Florida really trying to pass the ball a whole lot against this Utah second day. That's supposedly going to be very good. And they're uh, just going to try to out-bully them, play some bully ball. That's what Billy Napier likes to do. So, and then we got uh, going on a Friday night. We're going to take it on to Louisville, minus seven. And uh, Louisville begins its new era under Jeff Brom this year, which means the offense will – Offense will change quite a bit as well. Um, when he was at Purdue, Brahm's offense threw the ball nearly 60% of the time. Uh, so to his offense, he brought one of his old Purdue quarterbacks, actually, from a different school, Jack Plummer, who spent last season at Cal. Uh, Plummer was hit or miss at Cal. He actually put up a 78.4 PFF passing grade, and averaging 6.8 yards per attempt with uh, 19 big-time throws compared to 18 turnover-worthy plays. Um but the plus side is in this week one matchup is he knows Brahms' offense inside and out, which is a big plus. That's what we're really betting on. And uh, he'll put this team on his shoulders. And uh, the ACC uh, returning running back with uh, Jahar Jordan is going to be back for Louisville. He averaged 5.7 uh, yards per carry last season and put up an 80.8 PFF rushing grade. Um, it's going to go big into our play because – Georgia Tech last year was one of the worst uh, run defenses in the entire Division One FCS, and they're also losing their two best tacklers from last year, Ande uh, Ale and Charlie Thomas. The duo combined for an absurd 230 tackles last season. Georgia Tech brought in a couple transferring transfers, including Andre White and his 139 tackles and his 13 starts in his career at Texas A&M, but the still Yellow Jackets aren't just going to be replacing both those players in the same level of production. So I think the Louisville offense kind of just gets to rolling here with um, Jeff Brom and his return to Louisville. And uh, we got to play on Saturday night. It's going to be South Carolina plus two and a half. So the reason why we're going with this play is I think UNC secondary, even though they've got a whole new secondary bringing in, um, I think it was an All-American transfer from ETSU. I forgot his name, but definitely solid. And, um Definitely solid, but I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with this uh, South Carolina offense. Um, Spencer Rattler is back in the offense. They're ranked 10th nationally in uh, passing EPA, and he returns his top target, Antoine Wells, a receiver. I just think that experience really just gives the Gamecocks just the edge in week one over this UNC defense that really struggled with physicality uh, last year. In the last four games, they're kind of just worn out and tired. And uh, hopefully uh, Gene Chizik can get that defense uh, ready to go for ACC play, but I don't see them keeping up physically with the Gamecocks here in week one. But yeah, those are your three plays for this week one, and uh, I hope uh, <laughs> yeah, may your bets be bold and your win- winnings even bolder. They like this week, guys. The new the new segment here, uh, we're, we're going to be doing this every week. Um, our guest picker this week, um, a good buddy of mine, Travis McGee. Um, we played football together up at Bentley and, and been through some of the dog years together of Florida State. Florida State is back. Travis is pretty pumped to be on this pod. Obviously, Florida State's got a big one this week. So we're excited to introduce our first guest picker of the year with uh, Travis McGee. Travis, feel take the floor. 
Thanks, guys. Yeah, no, appreciate you having me. Pumped, uh, pumped to be here. Honored to be the first. I wouldn't call myself a celebrity guest picker, but first uh, guest picker here. Um, excited to get into the Florida State game. That's Hudson said he's been through uh, some dog days with me, so glad we're uh, up and out of that. But excited to uh, to go through the list here. Yeah, and so so the way this segment will work, uh, me me Connor and uh, the guest picker of every week, who, who's Travis for this week, we'll go through uh, the ten games that are essentially the biggest deemed by me and Connor. So sentimental value is definitely factored in here. Um, but we'll go through 10 games every week. Um, the, the top guest picker, the top two guest pickers from every, uh, at the end of the year, um, picking against the spread, will come together back for conference championship weekend and go head to head for, for the uh, year long championship. So, so we're excited to get some more of the people involved. Um, and with that, we can, we can get into it. Um, so we'll, we'll start um, with the, with the Thursday night games. Uh, Florida, Utah, and I'll let you start, Connor. Yeah, I'm taking the Utes in this one. Um, Rice Eccles Stadium is a tough place to play. It's going to be packed. It's going to be in the dark. Um, I know Cam Rising's out as well as their starting tight end, uh, but I, I just like Utah on this one to get it done. Trev? Yeah, I can go ahead. For my Florida State fans out there, close your ears. I don't like picking Florida often, but I am going to take them. I'm taking them in honor of my guy, Teddy Tidbit, so I know is a, a valuable part of this podcast as well. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take the Gators. Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with Trav here. Um, I like Florida in this spot. Um, Graham Mer- uh, sorry, uh, Cam Rising being out, kind of the, this, the line has moved. Um, Ted, Ted's been telling us about this for a while. Um, he, he got it at eight. But down to four and a half, I like Graham Mertz, and I think the difference tonight is Travis Etienne. So I like the the Gators to cover the spread in, in a low-scoring game tonight. Gangsta Graham, baby. Gangsta Graham. Uh, second game of the night will go to NC State at UConn. UConn plus 14 and a half. Trav, you lead us off this time. Um, yeah, I, I got UConn in this one. Listen, I don't think the term trap game was meant for week one, but I think it's a trap game for NC State. I mean, you got to come in – to UConn as a favorite, a game you should win 95% of the time. I think these are two programs kind of on different levels. I think UConn's on the rise. I think NC State's falling off. I'm not a big Dave Doran guy. Um, I think he's kind of mid. I think he's good enough to keep the job at NC State and not good enough to get a big boy job. Um, so I'm not a big NC State guy. I think UConn not only covers, I think they got a sneaky chance late to win this game. Wow. That's it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there, Travis. Uh, they have Joe Fagnato transferring in from Maine. He's also coming over <laughs> with the quarterback. Uh, and uh, he's, he's transferring in with the offensive coordinator there. So I think that should be a seamless transition on, uh, on offense there. State always starts slow against group of five teams. Uh, I know they struggled with La Tech a couple years back. ECU last year, obviously East Carolina should have beat them. And Ball State two years ago. Uh, they squeaked out by 11 points in that one. So I think 14 and a half is just too many. Too many. Yeah. Um, I, I, I hear you guys. I'm going with NC State <laughs> in this spot. Um, I like Brennan Armstrong. I like them bringing in an eye. Um, I think the, the front four on the defensive side is going to be too much for, um, for, for UConn to handle. Um, I think, like Trav said, going into UConn is not a terribly intimidating environment. Um, I disagree. Not, I disagree. Not, not like Florida going to Utah. Um, I, I, I don't see too much trouble here. And, and I think NC State's going to try to make a statement early. Um, so I'll be laying the points with State. Yeah, no, no Thayer Thomas on third down. I don't know where they're going to go. So that'll be interesting <laughs> to see. We'll see. <laughs> a, a lot of new faces on that offense. So And, and it, lo- it will look pretty different without Tim Beck. So 
we'll see. But I, I like the Wolfpack tonight. Um, and that that's kind of it for the the Thursday games. Um, no Friday games, kind of as as the bigger ones. Um, you do have the Miami off, which is Miami uh, versus Miami. That one we're, we're not touching, but just a, a funny game. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, Miami Miami of Ohio plays Miami on Friday night, so that's a that's an interesting game. The battle of who's the real Miami, as Miami of Ohio is saying. Um, and then we'll get into Saturday, and and we me and Connor spoke about this game earlier on today's pod. Um, but we got the ECU Pirates visiting my Michigan Wolverines. Uh, Michigan's minus 36. And I'll start this one off. Um, I think this is a pretty similar spot to where you had the Notre Dame game last week where it's just it's just a different – it's a different skill level. Um, I think Michigan physically imposes their will uh, kind of with their offensive line, which is among the best in the country. Um, I don't think ECU is going to have very much success on offense. Um, I see this game being a uh, – Kind of forty-five to two or forty-five-three um, to uh, Michigan might put up a fifty burger. Um, so I, mm. I, I, we'll, we'll see. Um, I'll, I'll be taking Michigan against the spread every single week this year. Um, so that that doesn't really matter. But but I do like Michigan in this spot to kind of physically impose their will here. Yeah, it's a disrespectful line. I have the Pirates. You've already heard it earlier in the podcast. It, it, it's it's disrespectful. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna also take Michigan here um, for one reason and one reason only, and that is Mr. Jack Harbaugh. I think he gives that team something they need to not just win but to cover. That's Jim's that. dad for those who don't know. The and and the I don't know if you guys saw this, um, unlikely, but the the picture of him uh, in the team 144 picture uh, that came out earlier this week, which is basically just the annual team photo is absolutely hilarious. He's sitting next to the players. All the coaches are up top, and he's just randomly off to the side. It's awesome. I love Jack Harbaugh. I love the hire. It is such a Harbaugh move. Great stuff. I'm pumped for Saturday. Um, so we'll keep we'll keep it rolling here. Um, staying at the noon, noon slate, we have Virginia at Tennessee. Uh, this is a neutral site game. It's at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. Um, Tennessee minus 27 and a half. Um, Trav, I'll let you kick this one off. Um, so this will be my only over-under pick of the day. But I am going to take the under here. And really for the sole reason that I think Virginia is horrible. I think they're bad. I know you guys talked about it on your ACC preview. They are bad. I think Tennessee is overrated. I think Joe Milton's bad. I think he's going to be the Anthony Richardson of this year. All the 50% completion percentage. Sure, they'll win some games. He'll be flashy. I don't think he's that good. So anyways, I just don't like either one of these teams. I think the spread sucks. I think the teams suck. So I'm just going to root for bad football here, take the under, not watch the game, and hope it hits. <laughs> yeah, personally, I'm not touching the game, but I, I, I took Tennessee in this. It's – yeah, it, this game doesn't interest me really at all. I think it will be a blowout. Yeah, I think this was the 10th out of 10 game uh, on, the, on the slate this week. We needed something. Tennessee's a kind of a flashy team here. Um, I'm with Connor. I'm on Tennessee minus 27 and a half here. Um, I just think this is a, a skill, a major skill disparity. Um, I think Tennessee's speed will give Virginia a little bit of trouble, um, and I, I think they'll they'll get up early and not look back. Um, so keep going here. Um, fifth game of the day, um, fifth game on our slate, not the day. Uh, we have Colorado visiting TCU on big noon kickoff. TCU minus twenty and a half, and I think this one's going to have a lot of eyes, just as a lot of people want to see Dion and and with the big noon kickoff. Um, I think this one should be pretty well uh, well received here, and, and and a lot of viewers on this. So, Connor, you want to you want to let us let it rip here? 
Yeah, I'll, I'll take it away here. Um, I'm taking Colorado. Uh, and if they do not cover, I will not take Colorado the rest of the season. This is solely a Deion Sanders first game of the year bet. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's up to Dion and, and the boys in, uh, in Colorado. If they don't cover, I will not take them the rest of the season. Trev? Yeah, yeah. while TCU does have the coolest mascot potentially in all of football with the Horned Frog, um, I'm also going to take Colorado. I almost feel like it's a sucker's pick. I don't feel great about it. I feel like TCU probably does win this game by 21. Um, part of why I took this game was because of Dion taking Colorado. That said, I'm not sure if you guys saw the recent interview where he just didn't claim Florida State as his alma mater. That was kind of bullshit, um, but I'll still take Colorado. I think we got enough preseason hype to maybe keep it close. Yeah, uh, again, I'm I'm going to disagree with the with the jury here. Um, I think we they kind of touched on it. I think they're they're betting with heart here. I'm going to bet with my head. Um, TCU is is miles ahead of Colorado. Um, Colorado's offensive line might it might be among the bottom ten in the country, um, and TCU might rush for 400 yards in this game. Um, Colorado's front seven is, is not good. They, they have two really good corners, um, but corners don't do much when you're running inside the tackles. Um, so I like TCU big here. I think there's a blowout, and I think every single team this year is going to try to put up as many points as possible um, just to kind of shove it up Dion's ass. So um, I, like, I like TCU a lot in this spot at minus 20 and a half. Um, so we'll keep it rolling here on to the 330 slate. Um, a game we spoke of about earlier, so me and Connor will kind of keep our, our commentary a little mute here. But uh, we have Boise State visiting Washington, um, Washington minus 14 and a half at, at 330. Um, and I'll kick this one off. Um, I, I'm on Boise State plus 14 and a half. I like what Boise did last year uh, once Bachmeyer left. Um, they brought in a uh, new quarterback. They rushed the ball for almost uh, 200 yards a game. They were 9-0 and when they did. They returned George Helani, who is an 1,100-yard back, and Taylor Green, at quarterback, um, is, a, is a true dual threat. Um, I like them to run the ball here. I like them to keep it close and stay, stay within the 14-and-a-half. So I'll be on Boise plus 14-and-a-half. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Hud on that one, but I won't get too much into it. This will be one of the best games on the slate, though. I'm, I'm very excited for these two offenses. Yeah, I'm taking Washington here, guys. Um, I think Michael Penix is really good. I think maybe outside of Caleb Williams and Jordan Travis, he's the third best quarterback in college football, um, and it's close. I think he's super talented. Fun fact, we actually had the same quarterback coach growing up, uh, John Cleo, down in Tampa. Shout out. Um, so I think he's good. Fun fact about him as well, I think he wears a size 16 shoe. Big feet, big arm. I think they roll. An another fun fact, Travis did come to Bentley to play football as a quarterback. He did then – proceed to play I think six other positions and finish as an inside linebacker so just just another fun fact they did have the same quarterback coach in high school Travis did finish college as an inside linebacker yeah that's why we um, got the, the, tw the Twitter handle the QBLBRBWRTMcGee13 you can follow me there what was your other number because you had another number as well 36 but we don't we don't talk about that one that was kind 36 of <laughs> yeah yeah all right well, well we'll get back to football here uh, moving to the light, the night slate on Saturday night, uh, West Virginia, Penn State. This is gonna be a really fun game, really fun environment. Uh, Connor, you can you can let it let it go here, let it rip. Yeah, I'm rocking with Penn State. I think West Virginia's gonna have a down year this year, um, and obviously I'm very high on Penn State. I think they're gonna be great this year. Um, but yeah, I think I think twenty twenty one points is is it's free. This this is gonna be a blowout. Draft? Yeah, I got I got Penn State here as well. Shout out to you. Um, I did actually meet James Franklin once. 
uh, at Drew Mahoney's high school, Suffield Academy. Shout out, Drew. Um, I did call him a pussy when I met him, but I think they roll. Yeah. Um, happy we finally all agreed on one. Um, I'm going to be on Penn State in this spot. Um, I think they're rushing attack with that two-headed monster. Um, they're going to run it down their throats. It's- yeah, I, I think this is another another game where you might see a 400-yard uh, rushing performance. Uh, West Virginia doesn't have the horses to keep up. Um, I like Penn State here for the, for the clean sweep for the guest pickers uh, for, for this week's slate. Um, and then going to the, the college game day, game of the week, um, a game I'll be in attendance for um, Saturday night. We got UNC versus uh, South Carolina. Um, UNC is minus two and a half, and that's a neutral site game in Charlotte. Uh, Trav, you, you can start here. I lost you guys. All right, Connor. You yeah, yeah, yeah. We we got your back. You can you can, we'll st- you can still start here. All right, my bad. I don't know what happened. Um, yeah, I got I got the Gamecocks in this one. I'm not a huge Spencer Rattler guy, but I think he is enough of a prick and ignorant enough to actually think he might be better than Drake May, and I think he plays like it. I don't know. I think Spencer Rattler goes off here. I think it's obviously a high scoring affair. Nothing gives me signs that UNC's defense has gotten any better. Um, so I'm going to take the Gamecocks here in a close one, high scoring. That I was a that. great um, way to describe Spencer Rattler, though. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. Um, I'm on South Carolina plus the points here. Um, I'm going. I'm excited. Um, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a great environment. I like Rattler. Um, I like what Beamer's building, and and I think um, they're they're kind of top end talent. Um, and I think their defense is the difference in this game. Although it is a high scoring uh, affair, I think South Carolina is more apt to get a, a stop late than UNC. Um, it's hard for me to trust bad defenses, so I'm going to be rolling with South Carolina plus two and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm rocking with uh, UNC on this one, and I hate to say it. I just uh, – South Carolina, they lost so many players. Um, I think their defense is going to struggle in the beginning. It'll be high scoring, though, so I will be taking the over uh, as well. But, uh, but yeah, this one – I think UNC can pull this one out. Um, I, I don't – I think Drake May is really good, unfortunately. Yeah. That'll, that'll be a fun one to watch. Um, I, I think there's a lot of exciting players and a, a lot of exciting talent in that one. Um, yeah, if, if you don't want to have a dog in the fight, just take the over and enjoy. Yeah, exactly. That's a fun game to rip the over. Um, and then and then get into our, our last um, game we'll kind of breeze through here. Um, the one week a year we get a Monday night football game in college. Um, we have Clemson visiting Duke. Um, Duke is plus 12 and a half. And, uh, and I'll start this one out here. Um, I, I like Duke here. Um, I I don't really like Dabo. I don't like Dabo's system. I think there's going to be some growing pains with Garrett Riley. Um, although Klubnik, I think, is going to be solid, and I think they, they, have a, they, they do have a, a very elite running back. Um, I, I think Duke can do enough to keep this game close. Connor? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm rolling with Duke as well. I like Riley Leonard a lot at quarterback. Um, I think Mike Elko is a great coach. Um, I'm thinking about going to this game. Uh, it's right down the road for me. Tickets I saw today were about $50. So I might pull a quick one at about 6 o'clock and just head out to Durham and, and watch the game. Good one to go to. Um, I'm taking Clemson here. I hate it. I told Hud earlier this was the game more than the most back and forth on. I don't have a good reason. I'm going to take Clemson. They'll probably let me down, but Clemson it is. Yeah. Um, and now uh, we, we get to the big one. Um, the reason the reason Trav's on here, the best game of the week. Um, oh, a game me, 
a game, a game. Me and Travis will uh, both be in a, uh, attendance for. Um, I'm doing the old fashioned doubleheader with the USC UNC game on Saturday, and then the FSU LSU on Saturday on Sunday in Orlando. Um, so pretty excited for that. Um, I've gone to the last four season openers with Trav. Um, so this this is going to be a fun fun game. Last year in New Orleans was a crazy game. If you guys don't remember, um, fun fun night afterwards with with Florida State getting the dub. Um, so I'm, I'm going to turn the floor to Trav here. Um, I think you guys have a pretty good idea where he's going to lean with this, but Trav, take it away. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll start with what I think everyone knows, that I'm most certainly picking Florida State. I will be big on Florida State, um, and I love the Knowles. I mean, I could, I could, similar to HUD with Michigan, I could talk about Florida State all day. I could name drop everyone on the team, talk about how much production we return, talk about how explosive our offense is. I'll try and boil it down to kind of my – what I view is, I guess, three keys to the game, why I think Florida State will win the game. Um, and then we can we can continue to chop it up. But, I mean, first, I, I do acknowledge that Jaden Daniels is good. I mean, I think he's good. I think he's certainly – he scares me more on his legs than he does throwing the ball. I think he's a much improved passer as I watched him kind of after the Florida State game last year. I still think, though, for Florida State to win this game, we'll need to contain him. And I think we have won the front four to get a lot of pressure on him to hopefully keep him in the pocket and get kind of good contained pressure – um, and then two, some guys at the second level in terms of linebackers that can frankly run them down. I mean, Kalen Deloach is a name that not many people who are not Florida State fans probably know. I mean, if you turn on his tape, he is freakishly athletic. I think by the time the season ends, he has a chance to be one of the top five to ten linebackers in the draft, looking at like a third to fifth round kind of guy. Um, he's that athletic, that explosive. I think he's frankly the reason why we can keep Jane Daniels contained. I think we probably use him as more of a spy role. Um, and then with the guys like Jared Verse, Fabian Lovett, et cetera, kind of getting pressure up front, I think it all it all works together and, and we can kind of bottle up Jane Daniels, but I certainly acknowledge um, that he's dangerous. So uh, stopping Jane Daniels on his legs is kind of key number one. Number two, I mean, again, I think our offense has the potential to be as explosive as anyone in the country. I mean, with some of the weapons we have outside, obviously Jordan Travis back there. I do think, though, that we need to establish the run to be successful. I mean, we're an explosive offense. We have an explosive run game. Um, LSU's got some dudes up front. Obviously, what's his name? Uh, Nathan Smith not playing will, will certainly be helpful. Um, so we'll need to establish which, which the run. Can, I, I just, I just want to, I just want to chime in. I, I'm also on Florida State in this spot. Um, Mason Smith not being able to play is the biggest crock of shit of all time, and the NCAA should be outlawed for for a rule like for this ruling. You want the best players to be on. Suspend him next week for McNeese State. Let let the guys play here. Um, that that's just a a horrible. That's a typical NCAA. Um, botch job but sorry Trev keep keep going yeah I mean we, we could also make the case I agree it's it's horrible we could also make the case that Daryl Jackson who moved to Tallahassee to be closer to his sick mother and wasn't granted the right to play and um, for a rule that got into effect after he transferred also BS so we, we lose a guy who would have been a big contributor to kind of the middle of our defensive core as well but I, I agree you like to see the best players playing in these games um, yeah yeah you so, want the best guys out there totally totally um, so got to establish the run, which, which I frankly think we'll do. I think we'll be able to between uh, Trey Benson, Lawrence Toffoli, um, kind of both as, as a dynamic one-two punch. We should be good there. But we'll need to do that to open up kind of what Jordan Travis can do um, in the passing game, off play action, et cetera. And then finally, and frankly, the reason I think not only do we win this game, but we go on to win every game we play this year and contend for a national title, it's because of one guy, and that's Mike Norvell. I mean, I would literally run through a brick wall and die for Mike Norvell. That's how much I think he means – to this program. Um, I mean, he's got, he just injects passion in his players and Florida State fandom. Hopefully you can hear it in my voice. I mean, I think he's our guy. I think he's built a culture that's going to last if there's adversity in this game, in this season. I think we get through it um, because of him. And this isn't, 
2013 Florida State culture. This is like 1990s Bobby Bowden, do the right thing. Um, just a good a good guy who's instilling great things into his players. And I think that, frankly, is the difference. Again, not just this game, but but all year. So I love Mike Norvell. I love the Knowles. I like Florida State in this one. Not big. Um, I think we win by, call it two scores, pull away late. Um, and, yeah, I like the Knowles. Happy to chop it up, talk about anything else. Yeah, Connor. Connor, I'll let you. I'll let you chime in here, um, and then I'll, I'll I'll voice my opinions after that. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty big on LSU this year. Um, I have them winning my national championship, so I do think they're going to win this game. Uh, I really, really like Jaden Daniels, but I I think Brian Kelly's just a winner. He just wins games. He loves the he's, regular. He's season. Never, he's literally he's literally yeah he's literally he never loves won. the regular season. He That's loves the saying. regular season. Right, and yeah. this is a regular season game. Um, this is a year that I, I think he's got the talent to break through and win the national title. So uh, we'll see. But I think Jaden Daniels is going to have a field day. Malik Neighbors, um, he's going to be running all over the Florida State defense. Uh, they return a ton on the offensive line as well. But, yeah, I, I have LSU in this one. I just I just can't get on board with the Florida State hype this year. Yeah, I mean, the Florida State hype, look, I, 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 I would call myself a, a pseudo Florida State fan at this point. Travis has converted me. I've been to a bunch of games. I've, like I said, I've been through the dog days of Florida State. Um, I, I, there's a lot of hype. Like, let's let's call it what it is. Um, there's expectation around a team that has not had expectation since they lost that game to uh, Alabama in the season opener when Francois got hurt, um, which was probably the most upset I've ever seen Travis in my entire life. Um, I was, I was, I was so, pretty sad. I was pretty sad. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's 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 call it what it is. There's there's a lot of hype around that, but I think two things can be true here. I, th- I think Florida State can have a lot of hype, and I think they can also be one of the top teams in the country this year. And I, I think Travis touched on a lot of it. Um, I think their their ability to run the ball will be big because they do have two legit number one guys on the outside. Um, and, and then I think Jaheim Bell coming in. Um, I talked about him in the in the ACC preview. I think he's going to be a big difference maker. Um, and, and to be honest, I'm not super high on LSU last year. Um, you look at a lot of those games, um, their expected wins was, I think, t- almost two full games less than what, what they actually won. Um, they had a lot of balls bounced their way. They got the two-point conversion against Bama, which, again, give them credit. They won the games. Um, but, but I don't love LSU this year. Um, their, their secondary is very young and inexperienced. Um, if there's one team you don't want to face coming into week one, um, it, it's probably either Washington or Florida State, just just with the firepower. Maybe maybe you can throw USC in there just because Lincoln Riley is such a good play caller. Um, but but with that with that all being said, I think Travis touched on a lot of it. I think the culture at Florida State has changed. Um, I think a lot of these guys want to be back. I think Jared Verse coming back is is a big statement piece for this team, um, as opposed to being a top ten pick. And, and granted, NIL and all this, you can make the argument both ways, but. But with that being said, I, I really like Florida State in this spot. Um, I think – I honestly am surprised they're not the favorite. Um, I, I just have a tough time seeing LSU get it done. Um, I, I'm not high on Brian Kelly. Um, no one again, is. No, he, one, no one's high on Brian Kelly. He, Brian Kelly's a good regular season guy. He doesn't win the big games. Um, so, we'll see. I'm going – I'm going to be decked out in Florida State stuff. Um, no bias at all in this pick. But um, I do like Florida State to, to get it done on, on Sunday night. And I, I think I, – I said to Trav, as a Florida State pseudo fan, I, I think Florida State can go 12-0. and 0. As a realistic um, kind of college football fan, I think Florida State gets one of two between Clemson and uh, 
LSU in the regular season, and I do think they're going to avenge that Clemson loss in the ACC championship to eventually get to the college football playoff. Um, but I think a big a big difference is um, this this is a this is essentially a home game for Florida State. Um, the fandom is going to be big. The the home field advantage, similar to how it was last year in New Orleans, um, will be very heavily favored towards Florida State. And again, these fans are excited. They have not had a team like this in five, six, seven years. Um, so I, th- I think Jordan Travis is the real deal. Um, I-, I like to sprinkle him a little bit on the Heisman. Um, and I really like Florida State plus two and a half this weekend. Um, and honestly, I'm, I'm just pumped. It's going to be a great game. Um, but, but I'm excited to be celebrating out in Orlando um, when, when Florida State cashed in the ticket on, on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, we, were robbed, we were robbed of overtime last year. We, we should have had yeah. time between these teams. Yeah. What, I mean, what, that, people, that, what people do forget about that game last year, though, is, I mean, it was, frankly wasn't a very enjoyable game to watch, probably, if you weren't a Florida State or LSU fan. But Florida State dominated that game for three quarters. I mean, yeah. yes, there were some special teams mishaps. Like, I mean, LSU no had more, more yards in their last two drives than they did in the first three and a half quarters. Yeah. And, and again, I, th- I think both of those teams got substantially better throughout the year. I think, like Trav talked about, there was a lot of inexperience. There was a lot of question marks about Jordan Travis last year going into that game. Um, we, didn't, we didn't really know what to expect. Um, he, had, he had played, but he had been all right. And, he, and, and last year, he, he obviously took that big jump. As did Jaden Daniels, there was a lot of the same question marks for him transferring in from, uh, where was he, Arizona State, I believe. Um, yep. So, so it – it's going to be a good game. Um, you, you love to see a heavyweight fight, and and credit for both of these schools for for scheduling a game like this. Um, no doubt, especially in the four in the four team playoff era, um, it, it's it's very commendable um, to to play a game like this because again, losing it losing it doesn't kill you, but winning it is a huge bump here. Um, so, kind of whatever whatever team does come out on top um, on Sunday will will be very well positioned and likely will be will not likely will be a top five team come Monday of uh, the AP poll dropping next week. Um, so yeah, I'm pumped. It, it's going to be a great environment. It's going to be a great game. Weather looks spectacular in Orlando. Um, atmosphere is going to be great. And, and I'm excited to get down there and, and get, get in that camping world stadium and, and see a good game. So um, I don't know if you guys got anything else there, but, but I'm, I'm fired up for Sunday. I'm fired up for this whole week. If we're being honest. Yeah, man. Should be electric. Connor, you got anything? No, I mean, I'm, I'm just fired up for the game. Uh, really, nothing yeah. else. I'm glad. I'm glad it's a night game. That's always, always good standalone. So we'll just be able to clue yeah. into it and not worry about anything else. Yeah, no, it, it's it's gonna be sweet. Um, so with that, um, that kind of wraps up our, our first week of uh, having guest pickers on. Thank you, Travis, for coming on, uh, being the guinea pig with us. Um, we're obviously still learning while we're doing this. Um, so good, good insight. Hopefully, helps the listeners and. And hopefully we'll be talking to you again in week 14. Yes, sir. Thank you, boys, for having me. Pleasure Best to be luck, here. Travis. Hopefully I'll, uh, hopefully I'll be back again soon. Thanks. All right. And thanks thanks to Trav again. Um, he, he was very excited to come on. We were excited to have him. Um, thanks thanks for coming on, Trav. Um, but, but with that, let's, let's get to kind of this, this section everyone's been waiting for, um, mine and Connor's best bets of the week. Um, so so we'll, we'll be giving out um, at the end of every episode our favorite bets um, for every week. So, so there will be some repeats from the slate we just went through um, on the top 10 games for sure, but um, we'll give out our top 10 and let's, let's just get right into this. Um, we, we spoke about this. You heard about this earlier when we talked about the Florida Utah game. And then again with Trav, um, I like Florida plus four and a half. Um, that, that's going to be one of my best bets for, for week one. Yeah. And I'm on the, uh, the opposite end there. I, I have Utah minus four and a half. 
Um, like I, I just, I'm a big fan of rice cycles at night, so we'll, we'll see, but it's going to be a great one. Please tune yeah. into this one. Yeah. And, um, and goodness is me and Connor will not be 100%. One of us will, will miss one of these bets. Um, someone so, starting the year one and oh, let's see. Exactly. Someone's starting one and oh, someone's starting oh and one. Um, so again, on, uh, I'm going to stay Thursday night. Um, I like Nebraska plus seven. Um, I, I like what Matt rule has built. Um, Matt, Nebraska wants to be good so bad. Um, if you listen to the Big Ten preview, I'm not super high on Minnesota this year. Um, I think they're going to struggle a little bit. And I, I actually like Nebraska on the road with Jeff Sims to come in and, and uh, play a good football game tonight. So, so my second play of the week will be Nebraska plus seven. My second play of the week is also tonight. It's going to be UConn, uh, 14 and a half point underdogs. Uh, I like them to cover that. Uh, Joe Fagnato is their quarterback. He transferred him from Maine as, as well. He came over with the offensive coordinator. Uh, so they joined forces there. I don't see a – I see a good transition on offense with that. Uh, State has tendencies to start the season pretty slow uh, against a group of five teams. They struggled against ECU last year. ECU outplayed them. If it wasn't for a blocked punt re- return for a touchdown, a missed field goal, and a missed extra point, ECU wins that game. Uh, that was a crazy nope. game. It was. They, they only beat La Tech uh, a year ago by seven. I mean, they, they yeah. do start – they have a tendency to start slow. They have Notre Dame on deck. I think they're – I mean, I don't know about you, but I watched that Notre Dame offensive line. If I'm a State fan, I'm thinking all about that. If I'm a player, I'm thinking about that. Uh, so Yeah, but but honestly, I, that's that's a matchup I'm really, really looking forward to is that Notre Dame offensive line versus the NC State D-line. Um, I think oh, it's going to be a fantastic great matchup. matchup. Yeah. It'll be an outstanding matchup, but I do think that's – that proves my point. I think they're going to be thinking about that. I think they're going to come into UConn knowing they beat them last year. I think it was 52 to 10. Uh, I think UConn might, might shock some people tonight. Um, I, I expect them to cover this, uh, maybe a backdoor cover late, but I, I do think they're going to cover this spread. Yeah, it'll be good. One. I'll, be, we'll be, I'll be tuned in on Thursday night. Um, and then let's, let's keep it moving here. There's been a long episode. Um, I'm, I'm going to go to my Saturday games. I'm just going to go rapid fire here. Um, just give a little bit. Michigan minus 36. Um, that's on the card this week. We've spoke about that. Um, I think Michigan wins big. Um, I like TCU team total over 41 and a half. Um, I think TCU is going to run the ball for 400 plus yards. I don't think Colorado is going to be able to stop them. I don't know if Colorado is going to be able to move the ball. So I think TCU is going to dominate time and possession. Um, and, and I think, I think they are going to win big. Um, I like South Alabama plus six and a half. Um, on I believe that's a Saturday night game um, traveling to Tulane um, a lot of hype around Tulane um, I, I don't love them in a spot um, I, I, I like South Alabama here to keep this one close um, we'll, we'll go South Carolina I'm going to that game obligated by law to bet it um, give me South Carolina plus two and a half uh, and then my favorite two plays of the week will be Texas Tech minus 14 um, at Wyoming on Saturday night um, I think a lot of people are looking at it as a trap game. I think Texas Tech wins this game by a landslide. I think Wyoming is garbage. Um, that will be my biggest play of the week. And then I will be taking Florida State plus two and a half on Sunday to wrap up my week one card. Yeah, I'll go ahead and go rapid fire as well. I've East Carolina covering. Y'all all know why. Uh, go Pirates. Um, I have LSU on Sunday uh, covering that spread. I think Brian Kelly just wins regular season games. I like it. I have Texas Tech minus 14, uh, along with Hudson. Love it. There. Love it. Uh, Wyoming stinks. Tech has a lot of buzz this year. I think they're going to start fast. They have a third-year starter at quarterback, Tyler Sow. Uh, so I think it's going to click early on offense. Uh, I have Duke plus 12 and a half covering against Clemson. I think that's just too many points. I like Mike Elko. Uh, I do like Riley Leonard at quarterback. So I think it's going to be a 
pretty tight game. I think Clemson does pull it out at the end, maybe 34-24. Uh, but I do think it's going to be a good game there. Uh, and then I have UNC minus two and a half. I think their offense can be too much with South Carolina's defense. Uh, but this one's going to be great, though, back and forth, hopefully. Um, I could see it being, you know, 48-45, 48-42, that, that sort of game there. So super excited there. I have North Texas. They have a new head coach, Eric Morris. He's a Mike Leach disciple. Uh, and I'm just excited for that. Yeah, RIP to Mike Leach. Um, that's horrible. I that's love horrible for Mississippi State. I almost want to bet Mississippi State in honor of him to open yeah, the season. No, absolutely. Maybe I'll I, add I that love to the card. But um, I love North Texas in this spot, Connor. Um, I, I I talked about Cal um, as one of my favorite plays. It's home the for them too. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually like North Texas. North Texas um, in that game, and I, I think they might win that game outright. Um, so I love that pick. Yeah, I might. I, I'm taking him. Uh, I'm taking them against the spread, but I might sprinkle a little money line as we get closer yeah. to that game time. Uh, but, yeah, it, a good it's going to be exciting. So Yeah, yeah. so I, I think that wraps up um, a long week one episode. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll try to be a little bit better about getting things out. Um, this week was a little crazy with travel and, and fantasy football drafts and all that. But, again, we're, we're fired up for week one. Um, all these plays will be out on our social. Uh, follow us on Instagram at First and Him. Um, and and I'm, I'm fired up, Connor. Um, you got anything I, else here to, to wrap this one? Wrap no, this, put I, a bow I, on this. I can't wait. It's going to be a great week. Um, if you're traveling, be safe this weekend. Um, and yeah, and just enjoy the games. Hopefully, find some time to sit on the couch and just watch and enjoy. Yeah, make sure you make sure you tune into the cock at, at noon on Saturday for for the big one for first and him. So please with that, tune into the cock. Uh, that's that's all I got. And go blue, go pirates. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of First and Him. While gambling is discussed in this podcast, the views of the producers are strictly opinions of their own, and gambling is not promoted nor endorsed by First and Him. If you believe you have a problem, please call the National Gambling Hotline at 1-800-522-4700. Thanks for listening, and keep being him.